do things a little bit different today. Um, we are going, the band's going to stay behind me a little bit. I'm, I'm, my task today is not to preach a message. My task is just to talk just to, for a few minutes. Um, and we're going to do uh, two things today that we don't normally do. One, uh, we're going to pray over these names that are on this, this prayer wall. These are people that we're wanting to see come to Jesus, people in your life, people, uh, family members, friends that you have that don't know Christ, that you want to see come to Christ Jesus this year. And some of you have, have written some names on the wall there. Um, in just a few minutes, we're going we're gonna to come up and we're going to give you an opportunity to write a name on, on that wall. Maybe you didn't get a chance to do that. And then we're going to take communion together. And so in just a few minutes, you'll, you'll have a chance to write your name on the, uh, a name on the wall and take, get a communion uh, cup here and then go back to your seat and we'll take communion together. But we were singing about the blood of Jesus Christ. Why is the blood of Jesus Christ significant? I want you to ask yourself that question. Why is the blood of Jesus Christ significant? Because I think we've all heard that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and he rose from the grave. But what's up with, with the blood of Jesus Christ? And it's fitting to talk about the blood of Jesus Christ um, today because today is Palm Sunday. Um, and just very briefly, this, this is the week leading up to Easter that Jesus would have, would have suffered and died for us. And so, so what, is, what is the deal with his blood? And, and I think from, um, from a conceptual concept, we, we can understand the significance of our blood, right? Please nod your head if you've got blood pumping through your veins. Blood is life. There is life in blood. Uh, that's why if we lose too much of it, we have the term you bleed to, you, you bleed to death. Um, we, if we do everything we can to keep blood on the inside of us. If, what, what do you do if you have a cut? You apply pressure. We want the blood to stay in. We learn the significance of blood in our, in our bodies from a very early age. Um, kids, when they come in and, and they hurt themselves, if there's blood, it's a whole other thing, isn't it? Uh, I remember when, when my boys were little, I, I'd watch them literally flip over the handlebars on their bicycles and stand up and brush themselves off. But if there's blood involved, it's a whole nother level. They, they come in and, and they let me know too. I hurt myself and I've got blood. You know, it's a, it's a whole nother thing when there's blood. Can any parents attest to that? And sometimes you have to calm them down just when they see blood. You just have to address that, you know, it's going to be okay. Let's, let's take care of this. Uh, th there's life in blood. The American Red Cross, they do donation things all over America where you can go and donate blood. Did you, did you know that four and a half million Americans would die each year if there weren't blood donations? I think that research says that the medical industry gives 32,000 pints of blood a day to people that, that need blood through surgeries or blood transfusions. There's life in blood. But I, I want you to think about this. Blood can save your physical life. It can save your physical life, but it can't save your soul. Blood can, can go into your, into your body and do amazing things. I can donate blood all day long and, and help save somebody's life, but I can't do anything to make somebody worthy of a holy God. I, I couldn't give enough blood to do that. And, and long after you're, you're, you're here on this earth, you're gonna, you'll die, you'll stand before God, and the very thing that kept you alive, blood in your body, physical body, it's going to be gone. And the question is, is what, what's going to give you life then? Blood can sustain your physical body while you're here on earth. Think, think about your life here for a minute. Blood can, can go into your veins. It can, it can give your heart and your brain and your lungs and your body everything it needs, but it can't give you peace. Blood can sustain your physical body, but it can't bring joy into the parts of your life that are hurting. 
Blood can sustain your physical body, but it can't provide for you. It can't give you significance. It can't give you a semblance of purpose in your life. Those things come from God. God is the only one that can do that. So what does the blood of Jesus have to do with that? To understand that, we, we have to know a little bit about the nature of our God. And, and the, the character and the nature of our God, listen, he's a holy God. And sometimes that, that we're holy just kind of, we, we don't grasp it, we don't understand. Let me, let me try to put it in a different way. He's a perfect God in complete perfection. He is without sin. He is without fault. He is without error. In fact, his very nature is the opposite of those things. He, he is so perfect in power and so holy and, and, and righteous that when he speaks, he has the ability to speak and life begin to happen. That's the God of the Bible. And, and, and if you think in your mind is something any different than that, we're talking about someone else. So this kind of perfect God, in order for him in holy perfection to accept sin, even in us, the people that he loves and the people that he created, would be lowering his perfect standard and making him an imperfect God, and listen, and not worth worshiping. So he, he loves us too much not to do something about that. But he just, he, his, his nature cannot be or accept sin. And because we have sin in our lives, there's this gap between us and God. What, what, what is the gap fulfilling? What, what can change that? Well, the payment for our imperfection is great. In fact, the Bible says in Romans 6.23 that the payment for sin is death. You have to grasp that. The, the payment for sin is death. In order for sin to be atoned for, life has to be poured out. Now, does that sound like a bit over the top? Does that sound like, like something a loving God would do? Why, why is death the penalty of sin? Sin is, is not serious because of the magnitude of what you've done. It, it's not more serious if you commit a murder than if you lie. It has nothing to do with what you've done in a scale. Rather, it has to do with the one that we've sinned against. We, we've sinned against a, a perfect, holy, righteous God. That's why the penalty is, is, is so harsh. That's why it's so heavy. That's why justice demands death when it comes to sinning against a perfect God. If you punch me in the face, we'd probably get through it if you apologize. <laughs> if you punch a cop, you're probably going to jail. If you punch the President of the United States, you're probably not going to make it out of there alive. You see, it's the same offense, but the one you sinned against changes things. And when you sin against a holy and a perfect God, it demands something. In order to be in right standing with Him, in order to, to, to match His perfection, we can't do it on our own. Our sin keeps us away from God, and it demands death. It demands that life be poured out. But you say, isn't God a God of compassion? Yeah, but He's also a God of justice. He, 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 he cannot not have justice. He, the Bible says in, in Psalm 89 that justice and righteousness is the foundation of his throne. It's who he is. It, it would be like it, if he accepted sin, it would be like letting every murderer out of jail and wiping their slate clean. Justice has to be done. We don't even have within us the ability to escape justice. We want justice just as much. If he ignored sin, it, it, would, it would be a complete mockery of who he is. He's perfect. He's holy. And that's a God worth worshiping. In Genesis, we read that Adam and Eve sinned and God accepted the blood of an innocent lamb. Killed a lamb and the, the blood of the lamb, the life poured out 
was acceptable atonement for Adam and Eve's sin. They were made right with God. And that was the way to be brought into right standing with God throughout the Old Testament. It, it was a prescription, the, the blood of a spotless animal, a perfect animal had to be slain and it had to be poured out. Life had to be poured out because the wages of sin, the payment for sin is death. And when it was poured out, their, their sins were atoned for. They were made right with God. But this wasn't meant to be a permanent solution. In fact, the Bible says that it just aimed us at a solution that God had coming all along. Ephesians says that he had the plan of Jesus Christ in place long before the foundations of the earth were created. And the Bible says in Romans that just the right time, Jesus came. And just like the song says, the scriptures say, while we had our backs turned to him, that's when he shed his blood for us. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 through 19 says that, You know God paid a ransom <laughs> to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. When he's talking about this empty life you inherited, he's talking about an inherent sin nature that we have, that we all inherited. We're all inherently imperfect human beings. We can understand that. It says, You know God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it wasn't paid with mere gold or silver, who would lose their value, but it was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. He's called the Lamb of God. The very first animal that was slain was a lamb, and then all kinds of lambs and animals were slain throughout the Old Testament. And Jesus is described as the precious Lamb of God. That's the cost of sin. Life has to be given. Blood has to be poured out. It's interesting that the thing that will give you joy whenever depression is creeping in, the, the thing that will give you peace whenever you feel like quitting, the, the very thing that will bring significance and purpose in your life whenever you feel like you've lost your way, this is the most interesting thing. It's blood. That's the thing. It's blood. The, the part is, is that it's just not yours. <laughs> it's the blood of Jesus Christ. It's the blood of the Lamb. It's the life-giving blood of Jesus. And guess what? The Bible says that this blood brought peace between you and God. Everything you need in your life, while you're still here on this earth, all the joy you need, all the peace you need, all the, the significance you need, all the provision you need is tied up in who God is. And the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, says, for, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself, and he made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. All the provision you need, all the joy you need is wrapped up in who God is. And because Jesus poured his blood out for you, he gave his life, the lifeblood poured out for you, you have access to God. You are connected to God and everything you could possibly need in your spirit, not just your physical body, everything you need in your soul, the void that you have inside of you is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. His sacrifice for you, you have access to his supply. Philippians 4.19 is a well-known verse. It says, this same way God who takes care of me, this is Paul talking, he said he'll supply all your needs. According to what? According to what you see around here? No, according to his riches and according to his glory, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. I don't know what you came in here needing today. I don't know what battles you're facing today. But because blood was poured out for you, a sacrifice was made for you, you have access to God. You are seen worthy in the sight of God. And every battle you're facing, you have a victory because Christ has already won a, the victory 2,000 years ago on a cross when he defeated sin, when he defeated death, and he did it for you. 
Sin demands that life be poured out. That's justice. And life is in the blood. And the pure, innocent, sinless blood of Jesus Christ was poured out for you and given for you, connecting us to God, connecting us to his, to his worthiness. And when God sees you, a believer in Christ Jesus, he doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see the imperfection. He sees the priceless blood of Jesus. He sees the worthiness of Jesus and what he did. Sinless, satisfying the debt. Your blood has the ability to, to clot and to heal your physical body. And the Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ has the ability to heal you and heal your soul and give you the healing power that God has. Your blood has the ability to rush to your muscles and rush to your organs and promote growth in your physical body. But calling on the blood of Jesus Christ to wash over you and walk in that victory, it has the ability, as the scriptures say, to grow you up in the maturity of Jesus Christ to the point that you've reached the fullness of the measure of the maturity of Christ. And so you're not tossed back and forth by every wind and doctrine and teaching that's going on around out there. Your blood has the ability to bring your body life, but the blood of Jesus poured out for you has the ability to bring victory. It has the ability to bring peace. It has the ability to bring joy. The blood of Jesus Christ has the ability to bring significance and to bring purpose in your life. And if you want that kind of victory, you look no further than the blood of Jesus and plead it over your life. Plead the blood of Jesus over your life. Plead the blood of Jesus over your kids. Parents, listen to me. One of the most important things you could ever do is plead the blood of Jesus over your children. You, you may, this might sound churchy, but Satan cannot cross a bloodline of Jesus Christ. He can't do it. He, he can do all kinds of things. He can intimidate, but he cannot cross the, the blood of of Jesus Christ and when when you have a, a parent that is willing to submit themselves to Jesus and to plead the blood of Jesus over their kids Satan can't touch them he might be able to intimidate from a distance but he certainly can't touch them would you be willing to do that would you be willing to accept the blood of Jesus today as your victory would you be willing to 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 say the significance of Jesus Christ the significance of my joy, the significance of my, of my purpose in life is found in, in and through the blood of Jesus Christ. What we're going to do right now is, is we're going to uh, we're gonna stand up. I want you to stand with me, if you will. And what we're going to do, the, the band's going to play, and this is what I want you to do. We're, we're getting ready to take communion together, okay? And I, I want you to understand that taking communion is something that Jesus taught us to do. And he, he told his disciples to do it. Do it in remembrance of me. And the, it's just grape juice and a, and a little wafer. But what it symbolizes is the blood of Jesus Christ. And it symbolizes his body. And throughout time, we're supposed to do this in remembrance of what Jesus did for us so many, so many years ago. We don't live out in life what we don't make an effort to remember. And so from time to time, we take communion together as a church to remember the significance of Jesus' body that was broken for us and his blood that was poured out that gives us access to God the Father and worthiness to stand before him. So what we're going to do two things right now. In just a second, I'm going to ask you to kind of go to your right and come down this aisle here. And if there's somebody that you want to write on this wall, somebody that doesn't know Jesus in your family or maybe one of your friends or somebody that you're praying to, to get to know Jesus, uh, that you can write their names on this wall right here. And then you can walk right here and pick up a communion cup and then walk back to your seat. The band's going to play a song while we do that, talking about the victory of Jesus and how we can fight our battles knowing that the battle really has already been won. And so uh, can, we, can we just do that?
and then we're, whenever you get done, when everybody gets back to their seat and the band finishes playing, we're going to pray for these, these names. One last effort before Easter. Next week, we're, we're praying for these people to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Maybe some of them you've invited to come to the Easter service. We're going to be praying for that. We're going to pray together, and then we're going to take communion together, okay? I kind of don't know where to go right here. I want to. We're going to take communion in a second, but I just wonder if there's some people in here who have an understanding that you have power in the blood of Jesus Christ to fight battles that you're facing very practically in your life right now. Is anybody hearing me? I mean, you're, you're holding something that signifies this, but this is, this is something that Jesus told us to do. And we get to take part in something, and, and we get to take communion to the, today together and declare something more powerful than just some Welch's grape juice and a stale wafer. <laughs> we have the power of Jesus Christ because his blood was shed on a cross 2,000 years ago, giving life to us. And, I, and Pastor Gage said it so well, I don't know what you're facing today, but I want you to make that connection today that the blood of Jesus Christ covers you. And you can fight your battles knowing that Jesus is right there with you. And I hate to quote the word on the screen, but it may look like you're surrounded, but in fact, you're surrounded by God. <laughs> you wrote some names on this wall. There's this, they're covered. And you know what? Every one of these names are precious to God. And he's precious he sees it precious that you took the time it's in your heart to write these names can we take a minute and pray for these names let's let's pray together let's close our eyes let's let's engage god here for a minute lord you made every single person that has been noted on this wall you know every the bible says you know the the number of hairs on their head god you know them intimately you knew them before you created them and they came to being on this earth and god you know exactly what they're doing right at this very moment Wherever they're at, you know. You know their hearts. You know what they're thinking. And so, God, our prayer right now is that you convict their spirits. Convict them way down deep. Your word said you didn't come to condemn us, but to convict us, yes. To prod us towards something. To prod us towards Jesus. And, Lord, I, I pray whatever lifestyle that's represented on this board, we're, we're not here to condemn, Lord, but we're here to, to ask you to draw them near to you. And to leave whatever it is, whatever lifestyles, whatever things that they're doing that are displeasing to you or causing them to live far from you. Lord, I just pray that you make their hearts pliable right now in the name of Jesus Christ, the one that died and, and shed his blood that made it so that we can talk to you right now and intercede for these people and that you hear and that you do on our behalf and on their behalf. Wherever they're at right now. Some of these people have been invited next week to come and hear the gospel message right here at the Bridge Church. Lord, I, I pray they would begin to say yes to that invitation. Whatever obstacles they are trying to put in the way, whatever anything Satan's trying to do to make them try to get out of it, God, I, I just pray that an overwhelming yes be what resonates in their spirit right now. That they may not even know why, but they can't wait to get here. Make, make their hearts pliable, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, those that are on that board, that, that may, they may be out of town or they may not be coming here next week. God, but our prayer right now is that you turn them to you. You created them for your glory. You created them to be able to serve you and to be in relationship with you. And then you loved them so much, you gave your son. He shed his blood and died for them. Lord, draw them in. Draw them close. You hear every heart right now that, that's praying for these people. Father, we're interceding for them. Draw them near to you, God, right now. 
Lord, even let the report be that the next time some of us speak to them, God, that they're already starting to ask questions. They're already starting to, to turn their hearts to you because you're already with them. God, we're not praying for them to come necessarily just to the Easter service, just to come to church. Lord, we're praying that Holy Spirit, you begin speaking to them right now where they are. We have faith and we believe through the power of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit that works in us. Hallelujah. God, church, just begin to thank him. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that you're a powerful God. We give you thanks that, that nothing gets by you. We give you thanks that where, where we're weak, you're strong. Where we're limited, Lord, you have an infinite supply. We just give you thanks. We give you thanks for hearing us. We give you thanks for your love, Lord, in the lives of the people that we've lifted up to you today and for your ability to reach them right where they are. We give you a, a, a highest praise, a hallelujah to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to take your communion cup here. We're just, we're, we're gonna do what Jesus instructed us to do. When Jesus was getting ready to die on the cross, he was with his disciples in the upper room the night before he went. And he stopped the meal and he passed around a cup and he, he began to talk about uh, the cup and what was in it. And he said, this represents my blood the blood of a new covenant. We talked a minute ago about lambs that had to be sacrificed, but that wasn't the final solution. It was pointing to Jesus. It was, he was making a new covenant with the shed blood of his own on the cross. And he said, this represents that. And he said, I want you to drink it. He said, and, and I want you to drink it and remember, do this in remembrance of me. So can we take the, take the juice, just peel back that layer there? Jesus, we remember your blood. It's significant to us, Lord, and we remember what it did for us. Just, just drink that together. Grab that little piece of bread in there. He passed around bread to his disciples, and he said, this is my body. It represents my body. It was broken for you. And then he broke it and began to pass it around. And he said it was, his body was broken. His body suffered for you. I, I could sit here for an hour and just describe the, the medical aspect of what his body went through and it would blow your mind. And he did it for you. He said this represents that. So I want you to take this bread knowing that he sacrificed his body for you. Let's do that together. On this Palm Sunday, we're remembering what Jesus did for us on the cross in a more significant way together. And this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, on up to Good Friday, whenever we, we remember what he actually did for us on the cross on, on that specific day, I want you to be thinking about this. I want you to be thinking about what we talked about today and how his blood covers you. I want you to think about his suffering, not from a weird, demented way, but I want you to do it in gratitude. I want you to remember that he died for you, that the payment for your sin was death. It was a death that you couldn't pay because you're imperfect. I'm imperfect. But God became man, and he suffered and died sinless and took on our sin as his own and paid the debt for you. I want you to remember that this week. Uh, in the second service, we're actually going to be having a baptism. Uh, and that's what we're doing today. We're going to celebrate. We can celebrate today with this young girl who's going to be baptized. Uh, a visual example of what the blood of Jesus Christ does. And so when you walk out of here today, I want you to remember what the blood of Jesus did for you. 
Maybe you want to be baptized. Maybe you've never been baptized and you believe in Jesus Christ. Well, now is the time to get baptized. In your Connect card there, there's a, a place where you can check. I, I want to, I want to, I'm interested in being baptized. There's also a place where you can write down your prayer request. I want you to take this opportunity in just a minute and fill that out. As you walk out of the service today, our ushers are going to be there. You can drop that off with them. Um, maybe today you're new here for the very first time. I, I want to say thank you for coming. You've come on a great Sunday. We don't always do it just like this, but you've, you've come on a great Sunday. And if you are new, I want you to let us know. That Connect card's right in front of you in the seat back. I want you to take a second and fill that out and take it to our VIP desk uh, outside. Um, and we want to put a gift in your hands just by our way of saying thank you for coming. Uh, the VIP is right out here in the, in the front lobby. Guys, as we leave the service today, I want us to leave here today with an excitement and a praise in our hearts. And so we're, we're going to sing one last song together. And as we do, I want to I hear some clapping. I want to hear some singing. And I, here's the thing, guys. I don't want you to wait for a praise and worship leader to inspire you. If you have to wait for a praise and worship leader to inspire you, then you've just made the worship about you. I want you to, to beat them to the punch because it's about God. It's about God Almighty. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he is worthy of praise. So I want you not to wait for them to inspire you, but I want you to lift your hands this morning, and I want you to sing to the God who died for you. Can we do that as we leave? Amen. Let's do it together.